0: Welcome to episode six of Life at the Cabin podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Dan. Guys, I have a really exciting episode recorded for you. Um, Just kind of happened last minute, dropped in my lap, and someone I really wanted to get on here. Um, Just amazing story, and I thought this would be a great time to introduce this episode because it is post-election. Um... There, I know there's a lot of strong emotions and strong feelings, and there's a lot of feelings of negativity and uncertainty, and I can I can understand that. Um, I don't want to get into the details of the election. I don't want to get into the details of who I voted for. Um, that we're going to save for another podcast episode, and we'll dive into that, but this time I just wanted to... Rem- kind of stick to a monthly theme, it being close to Thanksgiving, of just positive stories and just being thankful for what we have. And I, I'm i going to introduce you to my friend Jacob. Uh, we met at Grand Canyon University. We were both students in the uh, graphic and uh, uh, digital design programs. I was going for web design. He was going for more of the traditional graphic and branding uh, and marketing. But uh, just all around just great I keep calling him a great kid. Now, he's, he's got a probably a better head on his shoulders than I did around his age. Um, just had a total gift for just uh, drawing, for, for design, for branding, and just just one of the happiest, upbeat people you'd ever meet. Laid back, chill, introduced me to some really awesome music. Um, and I just found out about this really interesting story that he has and a passion that is cultivated into him actually doing some world traveling. And uh, let me give you a backstory. Me. Let me give you a backstory. Um at a young age, uh Jacob wanted to do something for other people, and he decided that uh that he wanted to start an orphanage in India. And uh He and his family went to different churches, went to different pastors, and raised the funds to to help fund that that dream and that passion. And apparently, at at eight, he was just going going crazy with it. And it's still one of the things that he continues today at the age of twenty four. Well, recently, he finally had the opportunity to go to India and see the fruits of his labor. And uh, I was able to uh, touch base with him. He was currently in Vietnam. Um, they are 12 hours ahead, so I literally had to get up at 6.30 in the, on a Saturday morning, which is huge, and while it was uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock uh, Vietnam time, Asian time, I'm not sure, but I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. I hope it really kind of lifts your spirits that there's there are people out there who want to make a difference, who want to be positive, and uh, ultimately, as Christians, we want to share that that love, that Christ is love, and that it's not a list of rules, it's not about religion, it's about a relationship with Jesus, and we hope you enjoy this podcast, it really was just a lot of fun to to actually touch base and get um, catch up with Jacob and what's going on, and just again, focusing on the positivity, focusing on the love and the joy that he brings, and I hope you liked this episode, it was exciting to just to record, here it is, we're going to dive right into it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, welcome to The Cabin. Let's see if it records, ah, it's recording me, hey, good morning, good morning here in New Hampshire, dude, it's like, it's probably like 32 degrees outside and absolutely freezing. I have like my dad's old fleece on and I'm pretty sure I, I have an extra sweater if I need it. But so uh dude, it's good to catch like I know we spent a couple minutes catching up and going through technical difficulties, but um t- like I I talked to your parents a little bit in email about your passion for it and they post on it, but um where where did this uh this hunger and passion to be like a loving and helping hand in India, start.
1: Well, it started, I guess, when I was like eight years old. I was like, I remember. I mean, I feel like most of us don't remember a ton from when we're eight, you know, or like very vividly. You know, you have like kind of memories, maybe from pictures or whatever. But I remember this day like super vividly. I was sitting on my parents' bed. I think I was like watching cartoons. It was a Saturday and
0: um, all of a sudden,
1: like, um, I just felt the presence of God, but I wasn't, like, aware in a way, because I was just, like, a kid, you know, that, like, kind of trapped out, like, faith that wasn't, like, oh, this is God, but it was, like, but looking back on it, it was, like, whoa, that was God, you know, like, that filled that room, and, like, uh and he just, like, speaking to me, like, not, or just, like, in my subconscious, kind of, you know, just, like, all of a sudden it came to me as like I want I want to start an orphanage in India and uh, and I really felt that and I knew that my grandparents had done a lot of missionary work in India um and they they've actually been permanently kicked out of the country for preaching the gospel about 15 years ago they were kicked out so about or maybe a year before I turned eight and so I uh I went to my mom and I was like mom I want to start an orphanage in India and I don't want to wait till I'm older I want to do it now and uh, my dad got home and I said the same thing and I just would talk about it all the time and my parents just like like they just got on board with it right away and like caught on to that vision and they take me to different churches to different uh, church pastors and um, and I just talked about it to everybody all the time people would like my dad said that we were on our, a family vacation and we're on the plane and I, like, walked up and down the aisle of the plane telling people how I was starting an orphanage in India and people are handing me, like, $100 bills, $20 bills, like...
0: No kidding. It was
1: like, crazy because people are just, like, wow, this kid's super passionate about starting this. Yeah. And I don't remember that part, but that's what my parents tell me. Is like, <laughs> I just told everybody and so we raised uh, a significant amount of money and my dad invested money in it and through my grandparents contacts over there we were able to start uh, start this orphanage like probably a year later so it's been around for what is that uh, 13 years
0: Wow man that's incredible so there is such a thing as like talking too much about Christ in India because at that you think of India they're a little more I don't know I think the culture is maybe a little more accepting for the most part it's not like you're in the mm-hmm. middle east and the, but i mean there is still um, a muslim influence but right. have you experienced any of like that pushback while you've been on your trip because you you've been in uh, for my audience listeners you've been in more than just india where have you been on this trip so far
1: um we so yeah india uh and then vietnam uh we're in like tokyo just briefly but then we're going to cambodia and thailand and lao as well and then we'll go after we're actually going to go back to india again and then after that we're going to go to the philippines which i've been there twice and the philippines is like 96 catholic or something but yeah india is mostly hindu and uh hindus have like millions of gods so they actually they will worship jesus they'll um they'll um they like accept him as a god but the but when you start preaching is uh against all other gods or you preach against idolatry and preach uh strictly you know to worship god or um to worship only one god that's when um that's when things can get a little hostile and there's also um a significant amount of, uh, uh, Muslims and, uh, and there's definitely pushback from them. Yeah. And, uh, it just depends on where you are. Like in the city, uh, uh, Chris, like, uh, Indian Christians are persecuted, uh, through different, uh, different ways. Not usually not physically, but uh, like, for instance, one of our pastor friends, uh, every he lived in a slum, and every, but they built rebuilt houses for everybody in the slum besides him, because he was a Christian.
0: Jeez. And so,
1: people won't give them loans, people won't, so they're, uh, in a way, cut off, but yeah. then, in rural areas, people are still beaten and stoned, some people are even killed still, so it's like, it depends on where you are, you know, and... Like police will turn an eye to things that go on to a Christian sometimes and stuff. So it's still like um, it's still not safe to me in in India.
0: Yeah. Have you had any close encounters yourself?
1: Um. Not. uh, Not for. Not because we were Christians, but we did. There was a day where, or when, while we were there, there was a lot of riots going on and protests because uh, for workers' rights and the state that we were in, yeah. uh, Karnataka okay. is uh, was protest doing a lot of protest because the officials were had sent water from their state to another state, and so and the people didn't like that because they wanted to keep the water in their state. Yeah, and so they're rioting, uh, breaking windows, overturning cars, and we actually uh we got chased in our van we jumped in and uh they they were like smashing the car window behind us and dragging the man right behind us out of the car to beat him and then they started running after our van so our driver like drove off and stuff and that day actually the whole day we were doing ministry and uh, we were being chased uh the whole time or not chased the whole time but we drive uh, further away and then like an hour and a half later they're like hey the protests are coming this way we need to leave and that happened like all day so that was like a little close but uh, we didn't uh, witness any like persecution because of our uh, religion while we're there but a lot of our friends have uh, speak of that often
0: man that sounds like a crazy experience dude now I yeah. I know that you actually had an interruption in your trip to India you, you caught uh, dengue fever can you speak about that a little bit and what happened
1: Yeah yeah Oh uh, dengue is yeah it was it was crazy for sure we were so we were going to go we were in Bangalore and we decided that we were going to go to the state of Kerala and Uh, We were going to go to Menar and, like, visit the tea plantations up in the mountains. And so we took a 16-hour train ride and then, like, six or seven hours in a taxi. And we're, like, four or five hours, four hours into the taxi ride. And I just have the worst fever and the worst migraine. Like, it felt like somebody was just, like, driving. My eyes just, like my head hurts so bad but I also had really bad chills and so and I'm shaking and so I'm just like oh we just need to get there so I can lay down and go to sleep Yeah. and uh, we get there and there's no hotels at all there's no place to stay and if there is room they deny us because we're foreigners because we didn't know but there was a holiday so they're saving all the rooms for Indians Um, and so finally at like 1am we find a place and for the next two days, my fever keeps going up. I get like more and more symptoms. Um, like I can't. I really at the end I couldn't even move. Like, and so we left at like three a.m. and got a taxi ride to the nearest uh, airport, which was like four hours away. And then we flew back. And uh, at that point, do you like, mind if I
0: do you mind if I interrupt you? You were you, you were able yeah, go to, ahead. you were able to fly back despite being as sick as you were because can, can the airlines, um, like they could not let you fly depending on how sick you are.
1: Right. And so, yeah, that's even a cool story because I was, I was really sick. I couldn't even move. Like my brother would, uh, like I couldn't roll over and my brother would pick me up and carry me to the bathroom. And Ugh. like, along with those symptoms, I had like, you know, 103 degree fever, but I was also freezing cold. Like the outside of my body had chills and my skin was so sensitive that the that the blanket felt like razor blades oh like it just and my clothes hurt and i was itching really bad and the doctors call it bone like a bone breaker fever and it felt like every bone in my body was fractured so like i really like it hurt so bad and i couldn't move and when we woke up at 3 a.m to take the taxi to go to the airport i woke up and i looked at my brother and i was like I feel better right now. Like, I was, didn't feel completely better, but I felt good enough that I could move. So we get in the taxi, we haul, we're, we get on the plane, get there, and as soon as we get in the van, all my symptoms to go to the hospital, which was like 30 minutes away, And all was, my where where
0: where back. are you at this point? Where you're back in, uh, it's Idaho, right?
1: Bangalore.
0: Oh, Bangalore. No, we're
1: back in Bangalore. Bangalore, okay. And so... God literally took away like the pain and the symptoms uh, long enough for me to get to a hospital. Like He took, you know what I mean, Like, or else my brother would have literally had to carry me onto the plane, which I don't even know if they would have let me on, but we got there, got to the hospital. I was in the hospital for eight days, and my blood platelets dropped really low, and I was in kind of a, a critical state um, and stuff, and I got a transfusion, and then days later we got a plane home so that we both could recover because my brother got sick once i got to the hospital as well it didn't oh,
0: <laughs> man well i'm glad like ultimately i was I looking and keeping you know in touch because uh, i think one of your friends posted on your wall that you were feeling pretty that uh, you were guys were pretty deathly ill, and you know the whole debate went on with the Facebook saying, "Oh, you know, dengue can be deathly." And it was like, "You know, it, they're in another country; they're sick, and the, you know, you're not getting the same medical attention that you you would be getting in the states." So you're definitely in my prayers, and but and that's I think that's a more amazing thing for my listeners. You you're back. You're back in Asia after um, you and your brother had a battle with dengue fever. Yeah yeah it was
1: pretty crazy and yeah dengue can like hit different people different ways like some people get it and they're all good you know some people it like messes up messes them up for like a year like they're till they recover you know and we i got it i had i mean my platelet levels were really low but you know god intervened and i recovered re- pretty quickly so uh it was like yeah, pretty
0: crazy experience Jeez. Definitely don't want to experience it again <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh So, um In your travels, like Tell me a little bit more about your travels Since you left, you've left. you left India And now I'm currently calling you In Vietnam, but um, what have, What has your experience been as you've Traveled over Asia, and have you been Traveling, so my audience members Know how what you've been up to
1: Yeah, yeah, so we Uh so I went back to the States for two and a half, three weeks to recover, then uh, my friend was hanging out in Europe, who was with me in India, he was hanging out in Europe waiting for me. So went to Switzerland for like eight days, met up with him and some old friends from YWAM, and then a couple days later we uh, flew to Vietnam in Hanoi, which is in Northern Vietnam and we bought motorbikes and we were, did a loop through southern, or northern Vietnam and the mountains up there and then we've driven down the coast all the way to Ho Chi Minh City and we're just about 300 kilometers outside of Ho Chi Minh on the coast um, in Mui Ne but yeah that's kind of our plan, go through Cambodia as well and Laos and Thailand
0: how, Now, how? I'm sorry I was going to interrupt you a little bit but how much did you buy the motorbikes for?
1: Uh, so I, my motorbike was $480, it's, uh, a pretty old bike, it's a Korean brand called Deline and then, uh, my friend Brendan, he has a Honda Win, which he got for, like, $300, I think, but, uh, he's had a ton- Brendan has had a ton of, uh, mechanical failures, he's had to, like, replace his gearbox twice, and he had a a different motorcycle in the beginning, but he had to sell that and get this one. And mine's ran fine, but Brendan's sick of motorcycles because his keeps breaking down. Are
0: any of you mechanically inclined or you just have to find a mechanic if you have problems?
1: Well, now we're decent mechanics (laughs) now. (laughs) Because we just like figure it out and stuff. But yeah, mechanics are everywhere. My bike is like impossible to find parts for, so if it breaks down, I'm like it's. It, <laughs> hopefully, it never breaks down. It hasn't so far, but since it's a Korean bike, it's a nicer bike, so there's not parts everywhere. But like uh, one of our friends we met uh, here, he was he's been riding with us, and he had uh, Honda Win is a super popular bike, and he smashed the whole front of his bike, like broke the handlebars, uh, like completely destroyed the front, and we pulled into a shop, and it was fixed in 30 minutes, and it and when he wrecked it, it didn't even look rideable, so, like, they're super good mechanics and get you back out on the road super fast.
0: That's awesome.
1: Dude, your, like, cabin looks amazing.
0: Dude, that's a story I'll share with you. Oh. It
1: looks so cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got the darkness in here. I gotta turn the light on, but... Yeah, no, we, um, I don't know if you've even listened to the podcast or not, and it doesn't really matter if you have or have not, you've been on some adventures, but, um, my pastor, my, he, so actually, I don't think I've had a chance to share this story, so this is good for the podcast too, but, um, let me flip on a light so you get a better view, but, um, yeah, dude, so when, uh, yeah, go get the donuts, those donuts are for you they're on the counter near the coffee maker Oh, <laughs> oh. but um I mean have you you heard about my dad passing a year ago um my pastor he was actually my youth pastor when I was like just like 12 13 and then we moved to a new church but we've always had this amazing relationship where I we've remained in contact over all these years and uh Eventually, my parents made their way. Don't know where to find them. You don't know where to find them. Hold on. So my parents, they made their way back to the church, and he became the lead pastor of of the church, which is it's the next town over, and they just started recultivating those relationships again. So, um, when I was in England, I was going through a nasty divorce, and he was one of the people. Like, I'm overseas. I'm, I'm literally. An ocean away and i'm reaching out to him like you know and we're praying and he's talking with me and you know it was really amazing and then i got back stateside and i was like i need i need uh i need a mentor i need someone i can talk to and we started doing this weekly chats on the phone can you give me one minute (laughs) this is what's so great about the log cabin podcast it's raw it's raw
1: (laughs) It's real.
0: Yeah, it's real. Let me. I'm going to stop this at the, for a couple of minutes and grab a donut. I'll be right back. So basically, when um uh when Dad got sick, um was last March, and we were we were still in uh Mesa at the time, and we were just kind of going through the process, and then by July, um, my pastor Rob was going like, you, you need to be out here. We really feel." strongly that we need to be out there and little did he know I had felt like we needed to be out here so um he rents a couple properties and uh one of the properties that he owned was one of the properties that he lived in when I was a kid and you know the youth group kid and it's this log cabin so that you can see It's, it's just like open concept so that's the kitchen this is the living room behind me um and in the middle behind me is an extra space we haven't quite figured out with but that's where all our laundry is right now, so... And in the middle, <laughs> you have the stairs and the chimney, and then upstairs are the bedrooms, so it's it fits our needs. We've been here for a year, over a year, and we love it, and, uh, well, Katie's getting used to the the, uh, the cold weather now, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Arizona uh, to there, yeah, it looks amazing.
0: So, uh, we, we try to have... We want to make it, like, a home-home where people can come and feel free to to get away we've actually had a couple people just come and like hey this is great to hang out and we had levi the poet here which was a great experience so sick so i'm looking to try to get him on the podcast at some point um but it's been a great experience it's it's definitely has you know its roots in sadness but at the same time like there's there's hope there's joy yeah. and i know where my dad is i i say that in the fullest confidence that i will see him again someday and um i look forward to that day it, and it, it, it after a year the grief isn't so potent but there's moments there's moments where you have to just you know you got to hug your wife or hug your kids or you're just in the car a song might just uh tip you off and you just have that moment to to mourn And then move on. So it's been, it's been great. It's been, I mean, I mean, most people wouldn't associate, um, death or losing a family member. as great, but it's, you know, going through the process of it and still continually going through the process of it. It's, it's, you know, it's coming to terms with it, but also, you know, knowing in your soul there's, there's hope. So totally. But hey, what what else what so what's your next step? We were talking before before I started recording, but you're you're heading back to India. You just decided yeah. that you needed to be back to India. And there's a story associated with this. Let's let's dive into that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were like we saw God move in like an incredible way. Like I never thought I'd I don't know. I never thought I'd experience these things firsthand in like, the way that I did in my life, and so, Brendan, uh, my buddy who's traveling with me, he was, like, a couple of days ago, he's, like, hey, dude, I've been, like, praying about it, and I really think we should go back to India, and I started laughing, and I was, like, dude, I thought that the whole time, but I didn't want to, like, put a dent in your plans, I didn't want to disappoint you by saying that, and he's, like, same with me, and so we're, like, you know, let's go back, like, <laughs> yeah, God, or... Yeah, God just completely, completely blew our minds and our expectation, and he's doing something. I think there are times and places where, like, there's an extra pouring of, like, uh, the Holy Spirit, you know? Like, I mean, Pentecost, and you have, like, the first and second great awakening, and other times throughout the Bible and throughout history where there's an extra outpouring, and I feel like, I feel like God's doing something special in India and there's an extra outpouring and we got to experience that and yeah it was so radical.
0: That's awesome man. Can
1: so, I have eggs?
0: You want eggs? Yeah can, for, for
1: lunch.
0: Can you wait? Can you wait five minutes? I'm almost done. I promise. Mm. Give me go on, go on. <laughs> so um to follow up I know like a lot of things are changing changing for you, but now, like over the last weeks there's been a lot of change in the United states uh, well, actually before I get into that when do you when do you be heading back to stateside uh,
1: the end of january yeah my our one of our other friends uh is getting. Uh, married February 4th so we're we're both in the wedding so we got to be back for that
0: nice nice well that's a happy event that's good so how
1: totally it's a good event to come back to
0: oh yeah yeah instead of I mean there's there's been a lot of negativity I've had to stay off Facebook for a little while just because of everything go ahead you can have it But, what do you think about... And I, I had to throw in a quick political question in there, but, you know, what have you he- heard about what's going on in the United States and what you're going to be coming back to?
1: Yeah, all the protests and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's kind of like... Uh, like, we hear about it, you know, and see some stuff. It kind of feels distant, because we're over here. And, uh, I mean... Politics is really relevant, you know, and even, even in, I think that Christians should care about it and stuff, but at the end of the day, like God's on the throne and I think that we should just spend time praying, you know, it doesn't matter who gets elected instead of giving it every, like giving our advice and our thoughts on everything and arguing, like. What if we, as a church, just spend time praying, you know? And uh, then it wouldn't, I mean, in a way, it wouldn't matter who's president because whoever's president they've got, what if they had, you know, millions of prayer warriors behind them? And maybe even if they were the next Adolf Hitler, you know, maybe they would change and do something great for Christ if they had, you know, hundreds of millions of Christians around the world interceding for them instead of just... Uh, talking how terrible they are or yeah. arguing with each other on who they should have chosen, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly. No, that's that's awesome. That's that's wisdom right there, bro. Now, when you get back, you've been a part of a couple projects. I mean, we were in school for graphic design. Do you have any, as just like the last wrapping up of this um Do you have any projects or uh, companies that you're working on? You were with Proof Eyewear last time I checked in. What are you doing uh, on the uh, design and creative front nowadays?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Honestly, not a ton. Um, I do some freelance design for a fly rod company called Tenkara Rod Co. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, one of my old bosses from Proof, I he'll like throw a project here and there at me just like small projects like of his own personal like other businesses and stuff and uh i've been doing some photography work over here some freelance yeah um but i'm not really sure what's happening when i get back i like god's really just put indy on my heart and put missions um on on my heart so deeply and he's also put Uh, I really am passionate about um, fashion and I love um, yeah I love fashion and I love um, that sort of area and so I feel like also God's going to find a way uh, to put me in that or for me to be in that creative space as well as be super involved in ministry but like I, I don't know how that looks like but I'm excited to see what it is and like you know
0: figure it out and just like dive into dude that's awesome and it's been actually i got everyone in the house is starting to wake up so hey it's been great catching up with you um would you mind if we did like a follow-up when you uh get back stateside
1: say that again sorry
0: would you mind if we did like a follow-up uh with you when you get back stateside
1: oh totally that'd be great i'd love it
0: Awesome man hey, it's been great talking to you i'll 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 keep track of you again on Facebook and ch- keep track of your your travels but um you're definitely in my prayers you and your brother and your friend uh, Br- it's Brendan right yeah, you guys are in my prayers safety and and everything as you go back to india and uh, i'm I'm excited to see w- what happens because I feel like there's there's definitely an excitement amongst you guys and that there's something that good is gonna come out of it so definitely uh looking forward to hearing what what happens and maybe when um i'll find out on facebook but then and in, in, uh next next year we'll be able to update everyone on what happens
1: oh yeah 100 percent.
0: well dude hey i gotta run but it's been awesome talking to you man thanks brother hey, be blessed you too bye Hey, I got I got to pause for a second. I I my MacBook is like 6 years old and I didn't bring my charger. I have like 8 minutes of battery left. So, hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just edit this out. <laughs>
1: your name Irish. Iris Iris Mhm How old are you? 5 Are you watching TV?